0: Love, Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word? Uh, the show that's about finding our what motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Shival John, and thank you for joining me on this uh, another show here. I had the honor of interviewing one of my favorite people in the world, who is a guest of honor, Jackie Bernardi, who is an entrepreneur and beauty industry business catalyst. She is super talented and and, is, and has helped uh, ambitious cosmetology students and professionals to go after their dreams with a completely customized original plan. She is a licensed esthetician, has owned five successful businesses in three different industries, and a former corporate recruiter. She's also a public author and a blogger as well. And you will hear this awesome interview that I had with my the guest, line, Jackie Bernardi, right here. Uh, you know, which uh, she chat about uh, how she got into the beauty industry and also her travels to, like spend, spend time, uh, you know, as an undergraduate abroad overseas. So without further ado, here's an interview with Jackie Bernardi.
2: Jackie Bernardi, uh, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Go Glad to be here.
2: Thank you, <laughs> Jackie, for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to be on the show. Um, I, not, I'm going to start the show off with an icebreaker, and so... Uh, So, Jackie, do you have a favorite sports team? And if you do, uh, what is your uh, team?
3: Oh, my gosh, I do. And I'm afraid to tell you. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan since (laughs) I was a wee little one. (laughs) And, in fact, uh, my claim to fame with my passion for the Dallas Cowboys is um, way back in the 70s, I used to write to Roger Staubach every single week on (laughs) Monday. And I would tell him exactly how I thought he did or what I thought he could improve on. <laughs> oh you- crazy pants, right? And I did that every single week. And when he retired, and it, so every single week, I'd get a letter from his fan club, and they'd send me stickers. And my entire bedroom, my bedroom was lavender, but it was covered in Dallas Cowboy stickers and bumper stickers and whatever they would send me, it would go up on my wall. Wow. Well, <sighs> When he retired after his last game, I wrote him like my final letter, and I just wrote, you know, oh, Mr. Staubach, it was amazing. I said horrible things like, it was amazing growing up with you. <laughs> it was just terrible. And I actually got a personal letter from him, and he said, you know, I did actually see your letters over the years, and some of them I really didn't care for. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my icebreaker. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I hope we didn't lose too many people over that, but um, <laughs> but nah, I am. I oh well. How about you, Cheval? Who's your? Do you have a team?
2: Yes, I'm. Um, I'm a 49ers fan. Just to let you know for football, but I'm a Chicago Cubs fan too, which uh, they're they're currently in the playoffs. And but uh, you know, it's I mean, it's it's really interesting because I, I grew up in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I. And I had, and of course, uh, been a Chicago Cubs fan since I was a kid because we have WGN. And so how I became a San Francisco 49ers fan was back, I believe, in the late 80s. As it was a playoff game, I believe it was, and I saw like Joe Montana, you know, you know, beat, beating this team, and that was when I became a 49ers fan, and I've been a 49ers fan ever since. So it's so that's. So that's the re- and even when Joe Montana left I stayed I stayed with the 49ers because that's my team. Right. So that's how I always uh, try to I try to be loyal to the team I grew up uh watching.
3: And I am as well. So the um the start of this season was just a little rough for me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so now I'm going to make a transition. How does uh this like you said you wrote a letter to Roger Starbuck. Yes. Uh that shows like consistency. How does how does that transition to what you're doing right now as an entrepreneur?
3: Okay. So, uh actually that's a great question. Um and it really plays into how I do my business. Uh for those of you that don't know me, uh I am a consultant and a trainer in the cosmetology industry. I work primarily with students and professionals that are early on in their career to help them build the business side of what they do. They learn their techniques and skills at school, but they don't really learn how to run their run themselves really as a business. And even if they work for a salon or a spa, if they don't work for themselves, they are actually working for themselves because their end product comes from their own hands. So, so that's what I do. And what I found in my business is um, – you know, prior to having this amazing medium like Blab or even um Periscope is I'm a communicator. I like to really uh connect with my my readers, my clients and so on. And so I found that I, I write letters to when people write to me and ask a question, um Not only do I respond with a letter, but usually I'll create a post out of it, even a download out of the question so that anybody who might be having that question can get something out of it. Because typically, and I don't know if you find this, Cheval, uh, but when you get a question from a client, there's usually a hundred other people out there with that same question or more. right? So, um, So going back to the letter writing to Mr. Staubach, I guess that ha- is what's carried through because that's kind of what I'm known for. And my letters aren't usually short letters; they're pretty lengthy. So um, I'm a little bit old school that way.
2: Hmm. Well, that's good, though. <clears throat> I mean, at least you know, like, 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 say, like for for entrepreneur or a person who is looking for we looking for work. You know, like if if they go to a networking event and then they just then afterwards like, you know, in this day and age we send emails well, but if you have the handcraft letter, thank you letter to excuse that uh, person who What's you not- met that uh, hey, give, that gives them more uh more work per se because they stood up from the crowd because they took the time out to to write the letter to them to to make them know that hey, really? well, I appreciate meeting I'll you at this networking for- event and getting to see your awesome but- work. So that's so I think that's why it's kind of important is like try to I guess try to go above or beyond if you know, for if you're an entrepreneur or you're you're like a, you're like an intern basically.
3: I agree. Um it's interesting. I think that uh some of the people that I follow via social media, uh people that I've taken courses from and so on uh the ones that I remember most and been most impressed with are the ones that have actually sent a handwritten thank you note for me buying one of their products. And even the you know low end products, the $97 products, uh, those that actually take the time to do that, which I get for some uh, online marketers that could, <laughs> be a lot of work you know they get thousands of people buying their programs that would be a lot of work but it lands on you as you're building your business and that's one of the things that you know i suggest strongly to my own clients is you know thank your customers for coming in for choosing you to do their hair choosing you to do their makeup thank them while they're there but also actually send them a note of thanks and include some anecdote or something in it that will just stand out for them it'll make uh them realize that you saw them as a person okay. now
2: now of course uh you've actually traveled before you spent a time uh in in the u k uh, pri- you know as an undergrad i believe um how did that uh prepare you for for uh, your for what you're doing right now too
3: oh. <laughs> uh, all right i I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but <clears throat> being American born and raised. Can be a real handicap actually out there in the world if you don't go out and explore and what i mean by that and please people don't get upset but what i actually mean by that is the whole world doesn't operate the way we operate right Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Um, sense of humor is different in different locales uh what time of day you eat is different in different locales all these things figure in and create the person that you are and if we don't travel outside of our own comfort zone right uh, we're less likely to connect with people from other cultures. And since the U.S. is the great melting pot, and now that online business, all business is online really now, even hairstylists and makeup artists, part of their business is online. You have to be able to connect with people from that are culturally different from you. And I think travel is a really important piece of that. Um, so I would say my, when I was studying abroad as an undergrad, the biggest eye-opener for me was... I mean, really, on a very basic level, how different people are. Like, I studied in England, and everybody's like, oh, that's no big deal. You know, the English, they speak English, blah, blah, blah. Well, culturally, it was incredibly different. Now, that was back in the 80s. So it was a real learning lesson. Uh, Last week, I was traveling through uh, Chile and Argentina, and I was reminded again, right, how wonderful the gift of travel is and the things that you learn, and uh, just Poignantly, <laughs> the thing that we learned there is if traveling to South America, do not make reservations for both lunch and dinner, because lunch <laughs> is going to ruin you. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But it's little things like that. And it it all plays out in how you run your business and how you connect with people, at least for me. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely agree with you on that. It's, I mean, um, so... So for uh, so, do you suggest? Do you think that people should uh, have an opportunity to to live overseas for at least an extended period of time if they're if they uh, want to you know stand out from the crowd if if they if they're like trying to get a job or also you know be an entrepreneur?
3: You know, I think that's always going to be a very personal decision for everyone. Uh, I would, in fact, encourage people to live abroad if they can. Um, And that's a big if they can, Uh, but my son is a junior in high school, and I am encouraging him to make it part of his life plan to live abroad, whether it's while he's in school or after he's out of college, whatever it is, um, to live abroad for a while, or if not live abroad in one location, travel for an extended period of time before he starts his life for two reasons. One, the cultural learning that we just discussed, and then the other reason is Um, We're so driven as a society to succeed, succeed, succeed that um, in our earliest years, so many of us are not actually living, right, and deciding what is important to us. And I think that uh, the people that I know that have spent time traveling right out of school or even before school tend to be uh, really well-rounded, which plays out for everything later. Yeah.
2: So uh, so what are the... What are the challenges of uh, being an entrepreneur?
3: Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. I think the biggest challenge for me personally uh, is attending to everything that needs to be attended to when it needs to be attended to. So uh, being a solopreneur, is a challenge, and that is what I am. I have a uh, project manager for my programs, and i have uh, I have people that I use virtual assistants to help out. Uh, but even that takes quite a bit of time to arrange, right? So uh, so for me, the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is managing uh, time and function.
2: Yeah, I, I like to totally un- understand that there. So, on the flip side of that, is what are the rewards of being an entrepreneur?
3: Uh, wow. Uh, I think the biggest reward for me is uh, it's not the, the freedom to work from where I want, and it's not the ability to generate my own income and, and be in control of all that. I think the biggest thing for me is the confidence that it builds. And don't get me wrong, my confidence gets chipped down on a daily basis. You know, you make a little mistake. And you're like, oh, my God, why did I do that? I'm going to ruin my business. The same time, with each day that you that you continue on, that for me, it it's helped me really develop a level of confidence where I'm certainly not going to say I'm bulletproof. I'm not. But I really feel like uh, if I had to go back, and work in a corporate environment again, I could, and I would if I needed to, right? Um, But I don't have to, and more than likely, if this business didn't work out for me, I'd just roll over and start another one and take what I learned from this Mm -hmm. one into the next because being an entrepreneur is actually part of who I am. Ever, my one of my earliest sales memory was as a Girl Scout, selling Girl Scout cookies. And I grew up in upstate New York where it was blizzardy when Girl Scout cookie season started, right? It was in February, I think. And I would be the only one in my troop to actually go out, literally trudging through the snow and knocking on doors to get people to, to buy my cookies. And uh, so it's in me to do this right? So although I could go yeah. back and work in, in a corporate environment, I think that the greatest gift of being self-employed is the confidence that I've developed. Uh, and I don't know if that's an age thing, you know, as you get older, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I actually think it's a skill set that I learned via being self-employed.
2: Okay, so now let's sort of delve deeper into that because you you talk about like the mindsets. you know, you said that that's be an entrepreneur is what you do. Now no it kinda it, it it kinda makes a lot of sense because of the fact that one, you know, we we understand that, you know, an entrepreneurship is not for everybody but it's because because of the because of the hard work. But but it seems like, you know, everyone sees the success of an entrepreneur and we might think that uh, that they were lucky that they got that su- su- success. But Many might not understand that it's it's a hard work and the dedication that gets you towards towards achieving your your dream goals for the better. So, so like, so like for what would you say to those people who might think that you know, well, who have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but at the same time they they might think that you know they cannot leave their nine to five because of this so called security.
3: Yeah. So I I think it doesn't have to be an either-or, and I think that's what a lot of people think. Like when they're sitting in their – forgive the generalizations here, but uh, they're sitting in their cubicle and they're dreaming of this life that they could have if they were self-employed or if they started their own business and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And a lot of times I think people look at it as two separate events. And what I would tell somebody uh, who – who had the security fear, and that's what I'll just call it. Maybe fear is a strong word for that, but, you know, it it has the security worry. Start Put your feelers out. Start playing with being an entrepreneur while you're still employed. Now, what that will take from you legitimately is really long hours. So if you're already working 50 hours a week um, and you really don't have any bandwidth to do anything else outside of those 50 hours, then maybe being self-employed or being entrepreneurial is not for you at this time. But if you do have the bandwidth, if you can go another 10 hours, 15 hours in your week outside of your primary job to work on a business that will help you get out of your primary job, go for it. It's all about really what an individual can handle. But I will say this, and... I know it's very easy for us to look at all these people that we see out there in the world that have been very successful very quickly. None of them have been very successful very quickly, right? They've had to stick it out really long hours for a very long time before their overnight success hits, right? That's universal. It happened for me. In my industry, a hairstylist doesn't start out brilliant, right? They may have great ideas and all that, but it takes years and years for the talent to really develop. And then all of a sudden, like, bam, overnight, they're a rock star in the industry. But it's never overnight. And it's never overnight as an entrepreneur. You may get lucky with a product, right? And you may have a lot of sales immediately. But to continue that as a business, not just as a sale, is a completely different thing. And it takes time. So I think anybody who's really willing to uh, put the time and effort into something and the faith that they're on the right track, right? The faith. It's, um, oh, God, it's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking that your product failed or you failed or you're not doing the right thing because sales aren't coming in fast, right?
0: Yeah.
3: What I would say is just... Honestly, hang on. And if you're if you're bleeding money, that's a different thing. Then maybe you need to reassess. But if you're not bleeding money, hang on, and keep trudging away. It's like anything; you don't you don't get you know really super fit by just going to the gym one day a week, right? That just doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's a process.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what about us, though? If we are, uh, if even if we are bleeding money, but we know that we're kind of on the right track of of uh, building a business like for the better what would you say to us
3: um
2: like you said like you know for those like if we bleed if we're bleeding money then we have to you know reassess like what would what would you say to us about that if we're like bleeding money and we're not uh generating any income in the first couple of years of uh of being a business uh
3: well you know the one thing is, is, I would say, look internally first and just see if you're really built for this, okay? Because there could be all sorts of self-limiting behaviors that are coming out, right? Fear of success, all sorts of things that could be happening. Check those out first. If if you can rule those out, then really start looking at your product and your process and, and break it down into small pieces. I think uh, if you set it up... You know, there's so many people out there that are experts on building programs and sales funnels and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, what I've learned actually from my project manager is look at every single thing as an incremental step and be able to test everything as you go, right? So for the person who's Mm -hmm. been trying to sell for a couple years, right, and making no sales or whatever, step back if you still believe in your product and you still believe it has value in the world and in fact if you know it has value in the world because you should be testing from the beginning but go back and uh, look at it piece by piece and see make small improvements to each piece of the process and see what takes. Sometimes it's just a little tweak of wording. Other times it's revamping your entire program. Uh, Charlene's right. An advisory board is incredibly valuable. Like That's Charlene does masterminds for anybody out there who doesn't know uh, Charlene. Uh, She is brilliant, and she's right. None of us are an island, right? We're not just going to figure it out on our own. Uh, But when you have that feedback from people, they can see your work in a completely different way than you can see it, whether it's a cultural difference, whether it's an experience difference whatever it is, and they may see things and say, okay, oh, well, this is easy. Instead of saying, buy now, say, learn more, right? So it's little things like that. And I guess that would be my advice is really step back and look at it piece by piece. All
2: right. And, that's and of course, that, that uh, transition now into uh, social media in a sense because I guess now, like, you know, Everything has changed because of social media. Because now it's like we have to be more personable with, uh, you know, with your audience if you want to build your business for the better. So, how important is social media for for the job seeker who are looking for work for, you know, to get into the into their dream career with a with a who has success, successful company like a uh, public relations firm. And also entrepreneurs.
3: It's incredibly important. Um, But my take on the importance of social media for somebody who's looking for a job is, uh, I think, different than a lot of people's. And uh, I think you have to look at your social, your footprint, your social media footprint um, very carefully if you're looking for work. Whether you are looking for a job or you're starting a new business or whatever it is for you. You need to go back through your social media history and really look at what's out there and what your reputation is online. Because uh, the fastest, the, the, the recruiting world has changed dramatically because of social media, just like everything else. But now, instead of having candidates come in and wasting hours and hours and hours on interviews and blah, 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 uh, recruiters and companies are literally checking you out and they know Within twelve seconds, whether they're going to pursue any further or not, right, and if they're not, your resume is going just right in the it's well it's getting filed technically, but it's going in the trash can, you're never going to hear from them again, and it may be something stupid like you went out with a bunch of friends and you're you're doing are beer shooters a thing anymore I, mean, I don't know, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Or you're you're at a beach and you're all like, there's nothing wrong with beach pictures. There's nothing wrong with party pictures. But if you are looking for a job, the margin between you and the next most qualified candidate is paper thin. There's hardly a difference between you. I hate saying this, but it's the harsh reality, and that's what I'm gonna deal in here, the reality, right? So if you've got something in your social media profile that could in any way, shape, or form come back and hurt the company that's looking at you, they're just gonna pass on you because that's the way they look at it. Everything is really risk management, including recruiting is risk management. So going back to social media, Check your platforms. Check every single thing that you have out there and just make sure you don't have anything glaring and challenging because if it's not an employer looking at it, your potential clients are looking at it. I mean, I don't know about everybody in this room, but honestly, I don't buy anything anymore without checking out that person as a human being before I buy it.
2: Hmm. that's That's really interesting and that's cool, though. I mean, it. Is, I mean, it is. It is a game changer, big, big time. And I'm gonna, of course, now, like you know, for, you know, for many of us, but that might not know, like you know, this is a, you know, people that's gonna be listening to, uh, gonna be listening to this, uh, this conversation later, like later on in the pod, on the podcast. You know, I'm recording this podcast on Blab because it's because it's much more interactive. And I've and I actually got the chance to see you know see you Jackie and many others who are business people, see their personalities who are who are doing well, providing value, and that, that alone uh, makes you know makes us know that you know you you guys are tr- trustworthy, that we want to uh that we want to uh you know do business with y'all, because of your personality and seeing what you guys provide value here on Blab.
3: I agree. I, it's a game changer. Uh, and and for those that are looking for work or looking to start their own business, using platforms like Lab or Periscope gives you an incredible PR opportunity that costs you nothing, right? It gives you the ability, exactly what you're saying, Siobhan, putting your personality out there so that people can – learn more about you, decide for themselves whether whether they trust you or, or uh, believe in what you're putting out there. Uh, it's a brilliant way to go, honestly. I would suggest that for anybody looking for a job, you know, start getting mm-hmm. on these platforms and being smart about what you're engaging in, because there's plenty of crap out here, right? And you can play around in that all day long, and you'll just look like... That's what you're into, you know. That's the that's the bandwidth you have for interests and so on. Or you can engage in some of these amazing conversations that are happening here or on Periscope and really create a footprint that way at no charge. That's the amazing right. thing, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, Jackie, I give I give people who are uh, podcasters, uh, broadcasters or journalists, or the former, the opportunity to ask me a question on the show, and since you host your own show here on Blab, and, you know, I'm going to allow you to ask me a question here, so okay, go Okay,
3: uh, Let me ask you about uh, your spinning, because this is very interesting to me. You're spinning uh, the concept of Blab, or tying it into your podcast. How is that working for you, and what kind of engagement is that creating for you?
2: Well... I would say uh for me this is I'll say it's it's really helpful. It's it it helps it helps me because one, I'm I'm meaning I'm seeing the people who are actually uh here, you know, listening to this interview right now and I know that they're interested in what you got to say. And and of course it and it, of course like pot of course like for podcasters who so are recording here on Blab, it allows them to build their audience over time before their launch. And I'm going to share one example. Like, I would say for me though, um, I mean, I'm going to say for me, it's, it's helping me to uh, grow it, you know, grow it. Even though it's, uh, even though it's uh, growing slowly right now, I'm still, uh, I'm still sticking with my podcast because I know that I'm doing what I love and interviewing people who are successful for the better. So that's, so that's how, uh, how this platform, you know, this platform has helped. And plus it's simple. You know, this platform is very simple for me because it's, because you really don't have to edit much after it's over, because you have the audio from the from the live streaming after it's uh after it's over with. Now, and of course I'm going and I'm going to share one person uh who one person who have uh, launched a podcast through this. Well, they have been they have been on you know different platforms, but you guys might know of Vincenzo Landino. You know, this, recently I launched uh, the Brand Boost podcast. He recorded each of the episodes here on the lab before uh before releasing it on iTunes and it's now doing very well in iTunes. It's it's uh on the new noteworthy section of it because he built his audience uh first here. So that's so that's a that's a huge game changer and of course you Jackie, I know you well actually I'm gonna share one more person. Annie Annie Alexander who was here earlier, you know, she she's a podcaster but she's now using this platform to to uh increase her uh her audience because because there's different people who are who are who are discovering what she does here now that would never have known about her, you know, if she didn't record here on Blast. So that's so that's a game changer that uh, this platform has given to us podcasters.
3: That's fantastic. Yeah, um, I don't have a podcast, but I'll, I will tell you this platform has had me reconsidering that um, But going back to the bandwidth time conversation at this moment. I don't have the time to invest in creating a podcast of quality, right? So as soon as I get that opportunity, I may jump right on it because I think this is a natural port. So I really admire what you're doing, Cheval, and I can't wait to see it grow for you, which it certainly will because you're doing so great on this platform.
2: Thank you, Jackie. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, now, uh, three more questions uh, before I let you go. I'm, well, not to let you go, before I take uh take a question Uh-oh. now uh if you if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admire past or present to learn from who would that person be and and I have a feeling I might know who it is because you said you mentioned it earlier so who would that person
3: be <laughs> well, okay it could be Roger Staubach but but I'm not just a one-note pony um oh my gosh one person I have to say, and I know everybody would say this, but uh, Richard Branson, I find him endlessly fascinating. And I think he's one of those people that um, he just evokes brilliance from everything around him. So uh, from every article I've ever read, anybody that has spent time with him at all, just even listening to him, has generated new thought processes or new ideas and it's always fresh and exciting so uh really probably richard branson
2: all right now uh, if no uh, where can people find out more about uh, your work uh jackie
3: at JackieBernardi.com. and again i work primarily with uh cosmetology students and professionals early on in the career uh but i am always available for uh advice and direction Where it pertains to job search uh, and building your business, especially early on in your business.
2: All right. Well, Jackie Bernani, I want to say thank you for taking the time out to your business catcher to be on What's the Word? I'm really honored. Uh, Do you have any final words uh, for our audience here?
3: I do. I do. Take advantage of all these amazing platforms and uh, really engage with them because the people that you are going to meet are just fantastic. Uh, I might not have ever met Chaval unless I had participated uh, in Blab, Pla- in Blab, uh, Blabs, actually just Blabs. Uh, also, Charlene Burke, who has been doing an amazing job over here in the um, comment section. If you all don't know Charlene, you must follow her. She is Thebomb.com, and she has a show that she does every morning, uh, or I should say, um, every weekday morning, and uh, it's completely brilliant concept. She's she they she's going through books, and I think right now she's still going through uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill, and reading parts of it, and then having discussion about it. And that's every morning at 8 a.m. East Coast time. So. Uh, if you can't watch it at that time, then then record it. She's really brilliant. And, uh, yeah, what I want to say is just engage. Just communicate with people because this is how business works, whether it's old school or new school. Business works through communication.
2: All right. Uh, and so, Jackie Bernardi, thanks again for being on the show.
3: Thank you so much for having me, show. Shav-
1: well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Jackie Bernardi. She really uh, shares some awesome wisdom about you know being an entrepreneur, and also you know the fact that you know you have to take advantage of the social media platforms that's out there to build your business for the better. So, if you're not uh, following her on Twitter, please follow her at Jackie Bernardi and also follow her blab as well at uh, www.blab.im forward slash Jackie Bernardi. And also visit the website at Jackie So if you uh if you have the opportunity to uh, to uh see one of her blabs, please check check it out you know, because uh one of the blabs that she participates in is uh it happens at uh seven at uh, six thirty central time, you know, fun hour and which called the spa uh spa blab chat. Please check it out as well. Well, that is it for tonight's show. Yeah. Uh, also, if you uh, if you want to see more of uh, the shows, the live recordings of the show, what's the word? You can go to uh, my website www dot com forward slash podcast two uh, and podcast dash two. That's uh, www dot com forward slash podcast two or slash. As you see, the upcoming shows that that'll be coming up, and also also the also the other uh, podcast uh interviews uh, that's been recorded uh here on the lab uh, here on the lab and also you know on below for so please check it out. Well uh, that is it for tonight's nice show. I wanna thank uh, my guest uh Jackie Bidoni for joining me on What's the Word. The show that's about by now motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Shawal Jaffe, be real and be in ten- uh, independent and I leave you now with uh a new song by Krista Earl Contest people who uh, miss Earl uh, will be on the live recording of uh, of, of of the Blab chat this Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time. So please check that out. So have a great night
0: and see you guys next Monday night.